Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Seder Stories podcast presented by UMass Memorial Health. My name is Sarah Kirkpatrick. I'll be hosting today's episode, and this upcoming weekend is a huge, fun-filled weekend for Holy Cross and the entire Worcester community. We have family weekend here at the college. We'll be officially inaugurating uh, President Vincent Rougeau. And on top of all that, the Holy Cross football team hosts Colgate in downtown Worcester at Fuller Park for the EBW Classic on Saturday, October 23rd. This game is going to be a combination of two of my favorite things on the planet, baseball and Holy Cross football. This Saturday at Fuller Park, I cannot wait for this game to happen. I am so lucky today to be joined by two of the masterminds and key figures behind this project. We have Dan Ray, who is the executive VP and general manager for the Worcester Red Sox, and Nick Smith, who is co-interim director of athletics here at Holy Cross and one of the leaders on this project on the Holy Cross athletics side. Thank you to both of you for joining us today. Um, And let's just start by talking through kind of the timeline of how this all came about. Um, When did this first become an idea? When did the conversation start? And what have the steps been since then? Um, Nick, why don't you take us through those initial steps? Well, I know that, uh, thank you, Sarah. And we're very excited about this game uh, coming up this Saturday. And um, this, I think the initial conversation started way back in uh, 2019 uh, between Marcus Blossom and Dan Ray. And they started talking about the concept and the idea of playing a football game at Polo Park. Uh, at the time, the uh, the park wasn't even built yet. Uh, I think maybe construction was was beginning, and Dan can probably speak to that a little bit more. Uh, but then we started to really ramp up in, in 2020, I'd say spring of 2020, through a series of multiple, multiple meetings about how can we bring this to a reality and uh, really kind of push it forward throughout the year, and then culminating in uh, May of 2021, making the announcement that we would be playing uh, Colgate on October 23rd. So uh, it's been a well over a year's worth of planning. Uh, I think we're getting close to, to two years at this point from idea uh, generation to, to actual, um, you know, putting this, this game into play. So, uh, but I, it's been a lot of, a lot of cooperation, a lot of hard work, uh, great, you know, great teamwork between both teams. Uh, and so we're, we're very much looking forward to it, but I think Dan can, can uh, explain it a little bit as well. Yeah, thanks, Nick. And thanks, Sarah. I, I think, yeah, you're, you're probably right in the time of this whole process, Nick, although it's funny, the months and the years sometimes blend together. So it seems like it wasn't that long ago that we were first starting. And I think we were looking at just an open patch of dirt back when we first had our discussions. We had Marcus, I think a couple of other team members out to take a look at this ballpark to be. And we said, wouldn't this be really cool to realize the vision of Polar Park as um, you know, much more than a baseball park and to do so in our first season by having a Holy Cross football game here. Um, so those were early days, I think in 2019, um, you know, pre-pandemic and pre the world changing, but we really persevered, I think, with, with, with you, Nick, with your team, um, you know, with our team, part of the discussion, I think we were able to continue on with sort of a, a shared North Star in our vision to make this a signature event here in our first full year in the ballpark. And uh, we're really excited because this does live up to a vision that we talked about from our earliest days in Worcester. I mean, even going back to 2017 and 2018, when we were first looking at Worcester as a potential place for a ballpark, uh, you know, Larry Lucino, our chairman, and Ed Augustus, the city manager, who has 
abundant Holy Cross roots. Um, they were talking about using the ballpark for much more than baseball. And I think we probably said in some of those early discussions, even, hey, how about a football game? How about a Holy Cross presence? So to see that vision come to fruition and to work with you guys and your team, I think has been just a really special opportunity for us with the ball club here. And um, we're just, I think, really excited that this first year we can have a jewel event like this beyond baseball um, and really finish the first year uh, in fitting style. Dan, can you walk us through some more of the logistics of actually putting a football field on the baseball field at Polar Park? Um, kind of how many different iterations did this go through and who are some of the key figures you worked with to make the actual construction of the field happen? Yeah, you know, so we've, we've involved several members of our team uh, who, who Nick and, and, and your team have gotten to know over the course of these last several months. Um, you know, the key person, I think, on the field side is our field superintendent, our head groundskeeper, a jelly by the name of Elliot Lindstrom. Uh, Elliot actually came to us last winter and he had been the, uh, the assistant groundskeeper at Gillette Stadium for the Patriots. So uh, it wasn't the singular reason why we hired him, but when we looked at his resume and we were interviewing different candidates, the fact that we had a guy with a football background was definitely enticing for us. And uh, he made it pretty clear at the time. He said, listen, when baseball season's over and we're ready to transition to football, uh, you know, I've got this down pretty pat here. So that was nice to hear. Um, we've worked closely with a number of people on our team. I throw out uh, Hannah Butler, who's our head of special events here. She's really been the person on everything logistically. Um, I call her with a bunch of questions and she always answers my questions. So that's always helpful to have a person in your team who knows all those things. Uh, Matt Harper is our uh, vice president of ticketing and, and Matt too has a bit of a football background. He had been at the University of Oregon as their director of sales, working on the football side and He's been at some other universities, San Jose State, I think, and a few other places along the way. So it's good to have veteran experience on your team that can help inform decisions. And then, of course, you're working with the Holy Cross team, which has tons of football experience. So I think we've not suffered from a lack of people who know what they're doing. And they help people like myself who have not done this before figure our way through it. And, um, you know, I think probably, Nick, what would you say? 2019 and 2020, I think we had a sense at a high level of how this would work. Uh, we knew the field would fit. Uh, you know, not with a ton of room to spare, but we knew that our field could accommodate football. I wouldn't say it was, I mean, probably until 2021, spring, summer of 2021, when we really put together some of the final pieces, you know, making the decision about whether we were going to leave the infield dirt exposed or whether we were going to put turf over it. Um, we decided that probably in July or August, um, you know, really figure out exactly how the field would fit and exactly what the orientation would be. I think that was, again, probably in the last few months. So I say we had a, at a high level working with our architectural team early in the construction process. We knew we could fit a football field, but then putting in some of those final details um, and quite literally doing it now as we speak. I look out my office here at the ballpark, looks out onto the field. It's a pretty cool view. And today, for the first time, there are goalposts up. Uh, there are going to be lines going out there very soon. So you really see in these last few weeks, the uh, fruition of the vision, I would say, um, but something we've been discussing at a high level for a few years and really putting into place here these last few weeks and months. Yeah, just, just to jump off of what Dan said, I mean, it's it's been really great, the, the partnership between Holy Cross and the Worcester Red Sox and, and Dan uh, being as humble as he is, Hannah and Matt and his entire team have done a great job, but Dan himself has done an incredible amount of, of effort and uh, you know, he understands and knows how to put on special events. Uh, and, and this is one, one certainly for the ages, uh, for us. And, uh, you know, 
they are certainly meticulous about every single detail. They've been great in terms of not overlooking anything. Um, you know, we had to wait, a lot of it had to wait until the park was actually constructed, right? So we could talk about it in theory, but until the park was actually constructed, we had to see where, how low the seats were. So could we put the teams on opposite sides of the field or now they have to be on the same side of the field? And certainly we can work through that. We're not the only team that's ever done that. Holy you know, uh, Boston College, Notre Dame, Harvard, Yale, uh, you know, you name it, uh, everybody's kind of gone through it. It'll be our first time going through it, but, uh, you know, we'll certainly persevere and, and, and figure it out. But there's a lot of nuances that you have to go through and size of video boards and your graphics and make sure that they all work together, make sure that you get, you know, play clocks or, or instant replay cameras. So there's a lot that's been in the details, but I think having this great partnership really makes that work. And every time that there's been a slight hurdle or a slight issue, it has been not an issue at all. We figure it out. We keep moving forward. And I, I, we're, we're beyond excited about this event. So again, they've been great partners. We've had a lot of people working hard here on the Holy Cross side. I've uh, been really proud of the effort of, of our staff here as well. Uh, but again, it's been such a great team effort that I think uh, we'll, we'll all see the results on Saturday. You know, that's kind of you to say, Nick, and, and yeah, we can be detail oriented, I think is the nice euphemism for it, maybe neurotic or slightly anal retentive is another way to put it. But, you know, we, we always, uh, you know, try to think of everything and you guys have been great in terms of, you know, preemptively thinking and diagnosing things. It's always easier to solve a problem six months out versus six days out. So um, I think there's been, yeah, great partnership on, on both of our sides. Uh, just thinking of things. And, and like you said, working through problems, working through challenges, which the last year and a half has taught all of us. So I think there's been a great partnership throughout all that. All right, we're just going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll discuss more about this Saturday's football game at Polar Park. What does it mean to be relentless? It means providing access to great medicine for everyone. UMass Memorial Health, the relentless pursuit of healing. Find the help you're looking for at UMMHealth.org. At Wegmans, we've packed our fresh and delicious salads with incredible flavor. Each one is made with our very best ingredients, like fresh greens, imported cheeses, and our signature dressings. We've packed big, delicious flavor into every bite for salads that are endlessly good. Just across Worcester, WPI graduate students are collaborating on solutions to the world's greatest challenges. Their innovations are transforming everyday lives. And our alumni have rewarding careers in robotics and data science to advance manufacturing and business. What will your impact be? Start exploring today at wp.wpi.edu forward slash grad explore. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again. And UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick, get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855 UMass MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare, a proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination, and we are a starting point. Because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. 
All right, Nick, why don't you take us through just some of the things that fans can expect to see at Polar Park on Saturday from a fan experience side or, or anything else? Well, I think what's um, what's great just to start with is, is the game time. Um, you know, we, we play all of our games in the afternoon, um, you know, whether it be one o'clock, two o'clock uh, or, or noon. Uh, so I think just to start out with is this opportunity uh, to, to play a little bit later in the, in the day. So I think playing under the lights, I think is going to, uh, you know, bring some excitement to our fans, certainly the Colgate fans, but I think the city, uh, which is really, really uh, fun from my perspective. Secondly, I think it's an opportunity for our fans to get into the downtown area, really to, uh, to take a look at what has transformed itself. You know, when the park got built, I think in and around it has really transformed as well. You know, there's a lot of businesses, a lot of restaurants that I think people can visit and really see what Worcester has become. Uh, it's it's certainly what an, an incredible story it has become uh, and a lot of hard work amongst a lot of people in the city. So we're excited about that as well. I think once they get inside the park, they're going to see a really top-notch A-list ballpark. Um, you know, I've had the good fortune of, of visiting the park many, many times. And every single time I walk through there about and just look at how great of a facility it is. And they they took every detail and thought about it and really put it into motion. Um, I think they're going to see a great experience, great sight lines. Um, you know, it's just going to be unique watching a football game in a baseball park, right? So it's just going to be unique from that perspective. But there really is going to be a lot of good seats in the house, a lot of good standing room. I mean, but there's a lot of amenities, right? It, it could be from the food that they serve to the merchandise stands um, to, you know, just the, the overall atmosphere. Uh, we are approaching a sellout. We are very, very close to a sellout right now. So you're going to have a lot of people there. I'm very excited about the student left field berm. Uh, that's our Holy Cross student section. I'm excited to see what our students are going to be able to bring from an atmosphere perspective. We expect them to be loud and certainly support the Crusaders. So, uh, you know, I think overall, I think we're, we're excited about what that's going to be from a Holy Cross perspective. I think Dan can kind of, give us a little bit of perspective from the park standpoint, what, what fans can look at. I think, yeah, for, from a ballpark perspective, um, you know, I think there'll, there'll be a lot of coloration um, of the ballpark in terms of the sort of Holy Cross flair, you know, you're going to have uh, flowers that are going to be planted outside of the ballpark, purple and white flowers in different areas. You're going to have banners hung around the ballpark. You're going to have a merchandise stand. Uh, with Holy Cross merchandise on the concourse. So I think it will really look like a Holy Cross game at Polar Park. And like you said, Nick, kind of merging the baseball identity of the place, which is special in its own right, um, but then showing that sort of all-season versatility that we wanted this place to have. Um, you know, I was with the Boston Red Sox for nine years, and we did a lot of activities and a lot of events at Fenway Park, football and hockey and concerts but it was always really challenging to sort of retrofit a 105 or 110 year old venue to a modern day setup for other sports besides baseball whereas i think we found with polar park so far it was designed from the start to be a multi-use venue and so that has made the transition of the ballpark over to a non-baseball use um, a lot more natural and and i think a lot more straightforward, not to say that it hasn't had its challenges along the way, but I think it, it's going to look and feel very natural when you're here. It won't feel like a, a square peg round hole type of thing. It will feel very natural that you're playing a football game under the lights, this historic date for Holy Cross at Polar Park, which we think is pretty representative of, of kind of Worcester and where Worcester's going, um, you know, in a downtown thriving neighborhood surrounded by businesses bars and restaurants that we expect to be really full of people before and after the game and even during the game. So 
uh, I, I think that the whole pageantry of the ballpark and the district um, will really represent what this city um, has been and what it is now and where it's going. And um, all that obviously has a huge tie into what Holy Cross has done, its identity here in the Worcester community. Um, and it's really special when you can tie all that together on um, a great day like this coming Saturday. And that's kind of a good jumping off point for you, Dan. Um, can you just expand upon what the community support has been like and just kind of the buzz from the Worcester community elected officials and whatnot heading into this game? Uh, yeah, I think people are really excited. I was at a couple of uh, events last week, a couple of political fundraisers, and, and everyone there was asking about it. You know, the two topics of conversation were the Boston Red Sox playing good playoff baseball. And the second thing people asked about and talked about was Holy Cross football coming up. So I think it exemplifies, um, again, that sort of community feel that we've had since really the beginning, since we first announced our decision to come to Worcester. Um, and I always like to say that we probably had a list of, I would say, 10 to 15 reasons why we chose Worcester. It wasn't one reason. It wasn't one thing that led us to say Worcester is going to be the new home of the AAA affiliate of the Red Sox. Um, but one of those reasons, one of those 10 to 15 reasons, I think, was definitely the college uh, atmosphere of this city. You know, just putting on sort of more of a, a development side hat, which is a big part of our project here at the ballpark in terms of some new uh, apartment buildings that we're building and a new hotel and some other mixed use amenities near our ballpark, you know, as a sort of investor, you look for places that have young, uh, growing populations. You look for places, I think, that have that sort of young flavor and Holy Cross, um, you know, is, is a leading, uh, you know, actor on the stage in terms of the Worcester scene. And, and we really looked at the college atmosphere of this area which Holy Cross exemplifies as a key reason why we wanted to make this move in the first place. Um, you don't want to go to a place that has, you know, declining population trend, um, you know, people moving out, people not interested in what the area has to offer. You want to see the, the other way. You want to see the trajectory going upwards. And I think Holy Cross really uh, personifies that. And so to be able to actualize that thinking early on with an event like this um, and not just uh, sort of talk the talk, but actually walk the walk for us is really exciting. I think, elected officials, business leaders, community leaders have seen that and respond to that because they see this whole holistic vision coming together with events like this. Um, and that's gonna be really exciting for I think everyone in the Worcester community, not just Holy Cross, not just the Woosox, but everyone who cares about this place and its upward trajectory. Nick, with this being family weekend, as I mentioned earlier in President Rougeau's inauguration, what does kind of a big marquee event like this mean for the campus community? Yeah, this is a very exciting week. Um, you mentioned it, uh, you know, President Rougeau has his inauguration on Friday afternoon, uh, which is a, a, you know, just a, a remarkable event for the institution. Um, and, and so to craft the inauguration around Family Weekend uh, has taken a lot of work and a lot of effort, but I think a lot of people are excited to bring those kind of events together and, and celebrate the inauguration, to celebrate a new president in, in his vision for this institution. Um, he's very excited about being a part of this city. Uh, he's talked about it on numerous occasions, and he really wants Holy Cross to be well positioned within the city as, as the college that folks look at when you look at the city of Worcester. Uh, and I think that means a lot. Um, and so he will be a part of, you know, some of the activities that we do at the park. He, he will be out there for the coin toss, uh, which will be a lot of fun to have uh, President Rougeau with the rest of the dignitaries that we'll have there for the coin toss. Um, and so for families, I think they're they're pretty excited about visiting something that they haven't seen before. If you remember, this is our first family weekend in two years. 
So we really haven't had a family weekend on campus. So this is a great culmination of all the effort that we've put in and, you know, celebrating our families coming back to campus and enjoying campus, uh, but also enjoying the city, which sometimes, you know, they're, they're enjoying it, but now we're actually bringing an event right into downtown so they can see the city that their sons and daughters, you know, have an opportunity to attend this great institution in this great city. So uh, we're pretty excited about it. I know uh, the campus is buzzing about it uh, about in many, many ways, right? Whether it's tickets to the game or parking on campus or, um, you know, how we're going to uh, deal with all of the uh, the events that are happening. But guess what? That's an exciting time because you've got a lot of events on campus and you've got a lot of people here that are excited to be here. So um, yeah, I know it's uh, it's been a lot of work, but we're we're excited to finally get to Friday to have President Rougeau, you know, formally inaugurated and then let's get to Saturday and, and, and play some football. And I think, you know, we're, we're, we're frankly kind of honored by the fact that, you know, you guys have this historic weekend with President Rougeau's inauguration and we're able to be part of it in some way like that. That's really cool for us. And, and I think we're kind of flattered by the fact that we can be part of it in some way. Um, you know, I think getting to know President Rougeau a little bit um, in his, you know, early weeks and months here, I'm sure his plate has been incredibly full, but the time that he's made for us just to talk, to come to a ball game, to be part of some meetings um, has been, I think, pretty, pretty incredible. And um, we, we got to know Father Burroughs, certainly, uh, you know, early in the process and Marcus, and now just to have met the different people around the table. And I think we've met Nick, a bunch of people, you know, in your area, in the athletic department, we've met people like Michelle Murray and Tracy Barlock and Deb How Dottie Hauger and Phil Gibson, and I mean, a, a lot of people in the sort of administration, Jamie Hogue, who have been great sort of to work with and great to know. And I think building those relationships uh, with President Rougeau and all the members of the cabinet and all the members of the school leadership for us as a ball club has been really special. Um, we're, we're, we're very appreciative that you guys have, you know, made so many of your people available to us. And uh, we've built these relationships. And I think in any endeavor, it's, it's always so much you know, don't tell me the, the, the deal, Larry Lucchino always says, tell me the people in the deal. And I think this exemplifies that sort of spirit um, with how we've worked together and everything. All right, and one last question, just to kind of wrap this up. With the Woosocks inaugural season in Worcester this year, more and more, you're really seeing sports becoming just a central part of the Worcester community. What role do you think sports have played here historically and how is that role kind of continuing to grow? Um, I'd love to hear both of your thoughts on that, but Dan, why don't you start? Well, you know, Sarah, I said it earlier, we had probably 10 or 15 reasons, maybe we'll say a dozen reasons why we chose Worcester. Again, one of them was the sort of academic community and the young vibe of the city. I think another reason was Worcester is a great sports town. Um, Worcester has a lot of sports passion. It has certainly baseball passion, um, but it has, it has sports passion and history in general. And I think Holy Cross has been at the forefront of so much of that, whether it's, you know, great football teams over the years, um, you know, basketball legends like Bob Cousy, who we had here for opening day, uh, you know, the, the late great Tommy Heinsohn, um, you know, Holy Cross has been at the center of so many big events. And you hear people all the time refer to, you know, Ted Williams, his first home run, I think, in the city of Worcester at Holy Cross as a professional ball player. Um, we have pictures of it all around the ballpark here. So there are so many of those sort of, uh, you know, symbiotic moments that exist where, baseball, other sports, Worcester, Holy Cross have come together. So it's very fitting that, you know, our present and our future uh, includes a lot of Holy Cross athletics in it. Uh, that's very special for us here at the ballpark. 
I think I think Dan described that really well. I, I think from from my vantage point, from a sport perspective, I think this gives us an opportunity to bring people together. Uh, sports has a great great way of bringing people together around one centralized kind of theme, right? So to bring that sense of community, and uh, you know, we mentioned it before about Family Weekend. We just haven't had that opportunity for Family Weekend here at Holy Cross for about two years, and so this is a really good signature event for us to bring back a lot of people that. Uh, just want to come back and, and support us as, as Holy Cross, certainly support the city, but also have an interest in a new a new future, uh, which is the Worcester Red Sox and Polar Park. And so I think you're bringing together a lot of different things and sports can have has that opportunity to bring people together and really uh, culminate in, in a very community oriented event. So I think we're really excited about it. Um, you know, I speaking candidly, I, I know our players and our student athletes and our coaches are very excited about this opportunity. I, I know we talked a lot about the football game and the logistics, but, you know, the student athletes on the field are really excited about competing on this particular field and in this stadium. Uh, they have a walkthrough on Friday. Uh, I've talked to our coach uh, numerous times about the walkthrough. So they're really excited to go out and play and play in front of the city in a new ballpark. And it's really exciting for them. I'm thinking of the student athlete experience to talk about a unique experience. Not everybody can say they played at a baseball field, uh, a football game. So I'm excited for them. I'm excited for their families. I'm excited for all of Holy Cross, certainly excited for the city. And, and again, I can't say it enough, but really appreciative of all the effort that the Worcester Red Sox have put into this to, uh, to make this a signature event. So we're, uh, we're very appreciative, but we're very much looking forward to Saturday. Well, well said, Nick. I think it's funny, you know, there's always a tendency for some people to say like, oh, it's just sports. Oh, it's just football. Oh, it's just a game. And that's true. But, you know, there are connections here that go beyond that. And I think we've found those connections and learned about those connections. I'll just tell you two quick stories just to conclude on our side here. You know, our team chairman, I mentioned earlier, Larry Lucchino, who's been in baseball for 40 something years. He's been with the Boston Red Sox, the San Diego Padres, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he got his start in sports walking, working in the NFL uh, with Washington. Uh, and his mentor was a gentleman named Edward Bennett Williams, uh, who was a longtime Holy Cross booster, prominent alumnus, uh, one of the best trial attorneys of the 20th century. Um, Larry Lucchino doesn't go into baseball if it's not for Edward Bennett Williams. Edward Bennett Williams is not working in the world of professional sports if it's not for Holy Cross. So it's this kind of amazing timeline of things that leads us to where we are today. You know, I'm not in baseball if it's not for Larry Lucchino, preceded by Edward Bennett Williams, preceded by Holy Cross. So you see those types of connections. Um, you know, th those are, I think, amazingly cool. I'll tell one other connection just to, to be aware of. You know, we're doing this project here at the ballpark that involves, as I mentioned, mixed use development, new apartments, new hotels. Um, our development partner in this is a gentleman by the name of Dennis Dowdle. And Dennis is a very um, passionate Holy Cross supporter. Uh, Dennis's daughter actually goes to Holy Cross and is a member uh, of the crew team, Margo. And Margo um, has done great work there. She's been a great student athlete. Um, she was part of the team a couple of years ago that had that horrible tragedy um, down in Florida. And I know for the Dowdle family and for a lot of the people in their circle, this is going to be a really special day for them to be part of something. Um, so I think those types of connections, again, we tend to sometimes trivialize and say, oh, it's just a game, oh, it's just sports. But these are really special moments that we're creating together here. Um, and I think it's it's just really impactful to be part of that. And as Nick said, to, to create memories for the student athletes, for the fans here, um, it'll be a really special day on Saturday for all of us. 
Absolutely. We're really looking forward to a memorable event this Saturday, October 23rd at Polar Park as Holy Cross hosts Colgate. Kickoff is set for 5 p.m. and a limited number of general admission tickets remain. You can visit polarpark.com slash holycross to make sure you don't miss this event. General admission tickets cost just $15. It was tremendous talking to both of you. Nick, Dan, thanks so much for making the time today and for all of the insight on what's going to be an awesome event. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Seder Stories. If you did, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you did like the show, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Reviews are one of the best ways for others to find our show. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at Go Holy Cross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!